Listener Production. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today you've got me, Matt, and we're talking about allergies. Springtime is great for people who love getting out after a cold winter, enjoying the sunshine, lounging on warm grass, and seeing the world in full bloom. For me, though, it's not such a great time. I get hay fever. So a walk through a botanic garden, even though I love plants, is asking for trouble. Just last night, a shop assistant asked with concern if I was doing okay with my life, given how red and blotchy my eyes and face were after a windy day bombarded my face with dust and pollen. But hay fever, while an inconvenience, probably won't kill me. Or you, for that matter. On the other hand, there are many other allergies that can have a dangerous effect on humans, which is why many people need to carefully monitor the contents of what they eat, avoid patting the neighbourhood cat, not take certain antibiotics, or use latex band-aids when they cut their hand. You might be surprised how many people endure allergies in their daily lives. In Australia, it's estimated one in five people have an allergic disease. By 2050, it's predicted Australia will see a 70% increase in the number of people with allergic disease. Reactions to food, insect bites, drugs, asthma, hay fever and eczema lead the way for new allergies. Hospitalisations from anaphylaxis have increased fivefold in the last 20 years and anaphylaxis from food allergy reactions has doubled in the last 10. Anaphylaxis is the worst type of allergic reaction a person can have. Often, an allergic reaction will be mild. Take a hay fever reaction in a snotty person like me. It's generally confined to the nose and eyes. Other allergic problems like hives and eczema are confined to the skin. But while these reactions are confined to one part of the body, anaphylaxis occurs in two or more bodily systems. This combination makes for very severe, even life-threatening symptoms, including difficulty breathing or talking, swelling of the tongue or throat, dizziness and weakness. An allergy is an immune reaction. That means it's not caused by, say, the lack of an enzyme that digests food in your stomach, but by your body identifying a material that's basically harmless for example, a type of food, a chemical like aspirin or pollen, as hostile to your body. This results in a range of unpleasant symptoms. Remember when I was complaining about hay fever? This isn't the allergy, it's the symptom. The allergy itself is called allergic rhinitis. When, as a kid, I first snorted a cloud of pollen or dust, my body was likely sensitized to these materials. When this happens, The immune system's B cells, a type of white blood cell, produce an antibody called immunoglobin E, or IgE, specifically designed to capture these foreign pollen particles. These antibodies bind to the outside of another immune cell, called a mast cell, priming it for the next time the body encounters the same allergen. Now, my mum is also a hay fever sufferer and I'm therefore probably likely to have gained certain genes from her that predisposed me to this sensitivity. 
In 2018, researchers from the universities of Melbourne, Newcastle and Western Australia found 41 genetic regions, including 20 that were previously unknown, that accounted for 40% of the genetic risk of hay fever. Knowing this might help develop specific therapies for people who suffer from springtime sneezes. Now that I'm sensitised, when I'm exposed to pollen or dust, allergens to me, my body stops and says, Oi, what's this? And triggers an immune response to rid my body of them. Let's go through this process step by step. It's a hot spring day. A northerly wind whips up and bombards my face with pollen. While I'm wincing at the lash of hot air, that pollen is sucked through my nose and into my body. This is where my immune system kicks into action. Ready, fight. Now, remember those primed mast cells covered in IgE antibodies from my first sensitization to pollen? Well, these fellas are now ready to do their job. Challenge accepted. When two of the IgEs capture the pollen particles, the mast cells they are bound to release substances called granules. These contain histamine, cytokines, and other enzymes that cause inflammation. This is the immune response at work. By doing this, the body is able to fight off and remove a foreign invader. Usually, the target of this sort of response would be a microorganism, such as a parasite. But in the case of the pollen, or any IgE-mediated allergic reaction, whether to a food protein, antibiotic, or a speck of dust, it's the body trying to kill off a harmless substance that it's misidentified as harmful. When histamine spreads throughout the body with its other inflammation-causing friends, they bind to specific receptors on our cells and trigger a range of bodily responses. Histamine dilates blood vessels, which help white blood cells to better migrate into the rest of the body and perform their job of seeking and destroying the pollen. It also causes mucus production and congestion in your nose and constricts the muscles in your lungs, which narrows your airways and makes it harder to breathe. These are among the symptoms of hay fever. The runny nose, the sneezing, the watery eyes, blotchy, itchy skin. Over-the-counter antihistamines like fexafenidine or cetirizine bind to and neutralise histamine receptors in our body's cells. If you recall episode 27 of this podcast about caffeine, where we spoke about how the coffee stimulant binds to our brain's adenosine receptors and stops our sleep chemicals from doing their job, it's a similar process here. When antihistamines bind with histamine receptors, they block histamine granules from triggering changes in our body. When it comes to allergies, the sneezing and watery eyes that you get with hay fever are very tame. But when you compare it to other allergies, an allergic reaction's mechanism is often the same. It's the greater severity that other allergy sufferers might experience in the form of dangerous anaphylaxis that requires immediate medical attention. That's why some people will carry an EpiPen. That's a device that injects epinephrine, aka adrenaline, to help constrict blood vessels and relax the swollen muscles that block airways and stop the unlucky sufferer from breathing. Scientists are still learning a lot about allergies and how they're caused. Australian researchers continue to find links between unusual source allergens and allergies. 
Just this year, Melbourne University researchers publishing in the journal Clinical and Experimental Allergy reported an increase in the number of patients describing anaphylactic reactions to goat's milk and cheese ingestion. The possible cause? Soaps containing goat's milk. You might love the all-natural feel of goat's milk soap, and this report was based on only a small cohort of patients, but it does go to show the potential for a seemingly benign use of a product in this case, soap for cleaning your body, with the development of allergic reactions. And for hay fever sufferers like me, we're probably going to be consigned to being on first name terms with a local pharmacist for half a year and monitoring the daily pollen count each day to prevent the onset of our symptoms. But the good news, as with many things, is that scientists might one day develop something, anything, that's a better solution. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again soon with another Half Science Explained.